and we're back. Okay. <laughs> so, so what ended up happening is that 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 um, Reb Melech and his brother Reb Zusha they wrote the tefillin, but the person died before he was able to put them on. Okay, moving on. Okay. Okay, so I just want to point out that when we say it's like a head and the foot, this is not just like some sort of like abstract metaphor. That means like the head souls have to really, really be connected to the foot and the, the foot and the experiences of what's going on in the foot. It's not true. Right, but in as much as the foot feels, if the brain feels the foot, in that sense. A sixth toe, for example. <laughs> Does anyone have a sixth toe? Yeah, my father has six toes. Okay, can he, can, 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 he, can, he, can, he can, can he feel the sixth toe? I've never asked him. Ask him. I've never touched it. I've never touched it. I've never touched it. Okay, so that means, right, he has control over them. And I would, I'm I'm guessing, I don't know, but he probably has some sort of, and I'm sure if like you stepped on the sixth toe, it would go, ow. Where is the sixth one? It's just like an extra little pinky on the end. It doesn't like notice that it's like, oh, no. Anyway. Right. Okay. No. It's actually sticking off. Okay. Now, why are they called the masses and the ignorant? I want to talk about why the, everyone else, including ourselves, are called the masses and the ignorant. Okay? The reason we're called the masses is because when you compare the number of head souls to the number of non-head souls, it's disproportionately the non-head souls are the many. So that's why they're called the masses. The ignorant, and this is very important, there's a, there's a terminology in the Talmud um, where kind of two two kinds of people are, I don't know, pitted against each other, but, but contrasted against each other. What's called the Talmud Chacham versus the Amar Aretz. Talmud Chacham literally translates as um, the student of a wise person. And Amar Aretz literally translates as the, the peoples of the earth. And it's generally un- understood as a scholarly person versus an ignorant person. Okay. However, when Hasidus uses this terminology, they, are not, they do not use it in reference to how much academic knowledge you have, but rather um, your connection to the God's wisdom. So a Talmud Chacham is someone who is instinctively and deeply aware of God's wisdom and godliness, and the Amaretz is a person who is aware of material existence. So here it's not saying this is the difference between the people who know the Talmud backwards and forwards versus the people who can barely read. This is the difference between people who experience um, their godly soul in the most obvious way versus people whose most natural experience of life is the physical world. <coughs> Which means even if you're a big scholar and know a lot of Talmud, in this context you would be considered ignorant. Because we're not talking about ignorant of academic or concepts, but a kind of an awareness of God. Versus an awareness of materiality. What? But so 
Beguf Ama. He uses he uses the word Ama Aretz. So ignorance yeah. refer, referring to the awareness of God and yeah and versus our our right now in the Hebrew he didn't even use the word masses he uses the term kal kal means like light like a feather like you can blow it side very easily well think of our relationship with God if it gets put under a little stress what happens <laughs> whoosh right so this is not so much describing levels of ign- uh, levels of knowledge or this is really describing whether the person, kinds of levels of awareness of God that that person naturally is aware of. Okay. Yeah. Is that different than saying they're more in touch with their animal soul? It's the precursor to that. Because if you have the head kind of godly soul, uh, the, the, if you have these souls that are like the heads, then your animal soul just kind of like capitulates by the moment you're born. In other words, like, we're going to learn later that there's the animal soul and the godly soul, and they kind of, like, there's a conflict between them. If you have a head soul, then the animal soul just basically says, I give up, I don't, I don't even want to start. It, it doesn't even... So the normal conflict that we experience doesn't exist for these souls. They have a whole different way of experiencing reality. Okay. Um, what makes us susceptible to the influences of the animal soul is that the godly soul is on a lower level. Okay. That was intense. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, okay. Fine. So we, uh, the next thing I don't want to do start now because we have five minutes. Wait, left. did you explain masses? Yeah. So they're masses because they're many. Oh, that's just. Yeah. So he uses three terms. The, in Hebrew, he uses the term hamen, which is masses, amart, which is ignorant, and later on he uses um, kal. How do they translate kal in here? Um, here, translate is worthless, whatever. That's probably not the best translation. Um, but kal means like, like, like so weak, like can be easily moved aside, like a feather or a light. with Hashem. Yeah. I mean, it's swayable. Yeah, it's swayable, right? It's like, how easy is it to forget about which bracha you're supposed to make when the food is really good? Yes. Someone had a question. Yeah, so the ignorance is a lack of awareness of Hashem? Right. Not a lack of an awareness of you know, what the book says. That's why you could be, like, know the entire Talmud backwards and forwards, and from the Italian's perspective, still considered to be an Amaretz, an, a, quote, ignorant person. Yeah? What if you're born, like, one of the masses, and you become, you become, like, technically a Talmud because you become very close to God. But you're not, like, a head of the Irish people. Um... Military. At the end of chapter two, I'm going to talk about what happens when a head soul gets born into a family of people who don't have very lofty souls. Because Alterba talks about it. But that's the only way that could happen. Uh, no, assuming some, no, someone can't reach the level of a head soul, right? Right. But what if you get a very close connection? To we're, we're going to talk about that next next thing. We're going to talk about the next hierarchy is within a person himself that every person's individual soul is actually broken up into levels. That's the next thing we're going to do. Because not all the masses are 
all the masses are ignorant on an on, on a, on a intrinsic level. No, if you want to think about it like this, when you're born, you don't know anything. Okay. When our, our souls do not have an automatic awareness of their own godliness. But you come. Ah, but there's a difference. Coming to an awareness is never the same as having an intrinsic awareness. If what? you're part of the masses, you are automatically ignorant to a certain extent. Right, and no matter how much you know, that's always kind of in a secondary sense, and it's like it could collapse on itself if you don't take care of it. Um, your knowledge. Uh, let me give you an example. Yeah, if you, if you use finances as an example, someone who is wealthy because they earned a lot of money, what can happen? If the only reason you're wealthy is you made a lot of money. Stop. Okay, you can make some really bad decisions with your money, and then what happens? What if, you, what if you're rich because you're born into rich parents and a rich society, and you, know, you have a rich social network? And what happens if you make some really stupid decisions, and you have to file for bankruptcy? Do you now become a poor person? No, you just go to your friends and uncles and aunts, and they give you credit. You rebuild everything, right? A.K.A. maybe someone who's president of the United States. No, there's a very big difference whether your wealth is something you had to earn and work on, in which case, if you don't make the same way your good decisions built it up, your bad decisions can destroy it, or if your wealth kind of precedes your own decisions, then even if all the cash and assets go away, you still find the underlying ground to work on. So there's a very big difference between the kind of soul who is a built-in awareness of God, because it's a head soul, versus the kind of soul that it doesn't have that built-in awareness and it has to work on it. And if it works on it, it has. And if it doesn't have it, it could collapse all back down onto itself. A head soul can lose their connection? A head soul in a different way. Okay. In a different way. Everybody has free will, but it's a whole different thing. We're going to talk about it later at the end of, the end of chapter two. He speaks about very lofty souls coming into very lowly parents. And like, we'll talk about that there. Um, originally, I've noticed that the English translations have been changed. Like, there's the older translations and the newer translations. Um, the Rebbe pointed. Yeah. 